Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to a special Friday edition of the Extra Point Show. Um, we're going to do an abbreviated show today, but it's no less special. We got a special guest in the house today, bringing some news that you can definitely use. My right hand man, Mr. Michigan Mike, Michael Hassel. How goes it today, sir? Hey, it's Friday. I'm happy. Right. Hey, it's Friday. I'm happy. I'm sure that everybody out there that's going to be watching and listening is going to retweet that. Um, glad to have you on the show today. Glad to have you on board with me, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we got a lot of stuff to get to, Michigan Mike, so let's just get right to it. Uh, for you yep. basketball fans out there that's going to want to uh, do a college tournament, that's going to be watching some of the games this weekend and you hadn't really been caught up all year, we got you covered. We got our basketball guru in the house is going to give us some tips on how to do your tournament bracket. He's going to give you some insight on what's been going on with the NCAA tournament. But first, Michigan Mike, we're football guys at heart, and there's some football news we got to get your opinion on to start this show. Right. Two quarterbacks, two extensions, one opinion from Michigan Mike. Let's start with your Super Bowl MVP, since that's the guy you called from the jump, as all we all know now. Mr. Tom Brady has just received a four-year extension from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with um, which voids down to one year and will lock him in through the 2022 season, the year he turns 45. Now, we all know that he said that 45 was his benchmark and Tampa Bay is meeting him halfway. Your thoughts on Tampa Bay's move to lock him in through next season? Um, I like it. I mean, let's try to do it again. <laughs> if it ain't broke, why well, try to fix it? Uh, right. Let's see what he can do again. Um, yeah, I like this move. Okay, now um, let's go to his former team, um, the New England Patriots. They have just brought back Cam Newton on a one-year deal um, that can be um, upwards of $14 million. Now, if you're uh, Cam Newton, of course you love this deal because you made $1 million last year, and you're going to make much more than that this go-around. But is this a good move? for the Patriots to bring Cam Newton back for another season. Your thoughts? Mm, no, I don't really know why they would resign him. The only thing that I can think of is um, him being an older quarterback. I mean, it's crazy to think of. He is an older quarterback now. Um, and maybe they're going to draft a newer person, and they got to have a backup plan. And I think Cam Newton's their backup plan. So uh, now, okay, with Cam Newton being the backup plan, the $14 million may jump off the screen to some people. Uh, in actuality, a lot of that is in escalator clauses that's tied into making the postseason. So at worst, I believe $6 million of that $14 million is tied to incentives. So at the very basement minimum, we're looking at an $8 million deal. Is is that a, a quality investment for a team that has a lot of cap space this offseason? Um, is that a – you think that's a good financial move? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it's going to be a good uh, transition move is that that's what I would call it. Um, it's not going to go from, I mean, I, I guess it is going to go from Super Bowl to like no show, but um, until they get their actual quarterback in there, it's going to be an easy transition. Um, I, I don't see them making it to the playoffs or anything like that, but they're also not going to, you know, go two and 14 or something like that. Um, I, I, I see this as a good move for them. I see it as a good move for them as well, because like you said, if, if nothing else, you have a, a veteran quarterback that's played in the system for a whole year. He's not going to have the COVID issues. He gets a whole offseason. And 
I think Cam is at this point in his career after making $1 million last year and being the last quarterback taken in the free agency that he'll be more willing to be a mentor and, you know, a transition bridge gap to at least get him one more, one more paycheck. We shall see. But let's get down to some basketball. It's um, two days away from Selection Sunday, which means the big boy teams are out to play for the next 48 hours as we try to dwindle the, um, the field down to 68 and crown some conference tourney champions. Let's start with this, Michigan, Mike, for those who, who hadn't been following as closely. Who is your number one team in the country right now? Who's the best team in the country heading into today's round of games? Um, That's a tough one because I know Gonzaga is ranked number one, undefeated, outright, you know, number one. I think it's hard because I look at also who they play, and I can't justify any other conference um, or coming or a team that's coming out from another conference to be number one. So I would definitely say Illinois or Michigan is at the top right now in my book. Um, of course, Illinois um, was really, really showing um, a strong game, especially with their starter back now. Um, right. Uh, right now, I mean, I would even put them over Michigan because Michigan wow, hasn't really? proved that Michigan hasn't proved that they could beat them. Um, now we could always say like, well, maybe they weren't trying their hardest uh, because they didn't have their full throttle out there. Maybe they're going to save it for the tournament. But um, yeah, I would probably say, honestly, right now, Illinois. Now, now we tell you all the time, joking around when we're doing this at Fishbowl Radio Network, that when you get in the booth, you got to tell the truth. You see Charles Woodson jersey behind me. You see him decked out in the Nick Stauskas dropping six threes while we were live there in the Jerry Dome uh, in the Elite Eight against Florida. You see me with a Michigan hoodie on, and he said Illinois. So you know that you're getting some unbiased, um, real-life uh, commentary and some help here today, and that's what we're here to do. Good job by you, Michigan Mike. So with with you picking Illinois, and I love that pick as well, um, whether you were trying or not trying, you were still in the midst of a Big Ten regular season title race, and Illinois came in there and beat you up without their best player. That's concerning to me. Um, so I, I'm on board with that pick. But but let's let's expand this out to the rest of the top ten because right now Illinois is ahead of Michigan. They're third in the country. Michigan is fourth. I'm going to go through the other nine teams in the top ten, Michigan, Mike, and you tell me if this team should hang in there as in they're a Final Four contender or to have a seat. They'll be watching the Final Four alongside with you and me and everybody else that's, uh, that's watching now. Let's start with – Gonzaga, the Zags, you said, wire to wire number one all year, 24 and 0. Hang in there or have a seat, Gonzaga. Man, it, I if we're talking about Final Four, I don't see them being in the Final Four. Mm. Um, just because of what I was saying earlier, the teams that they played, especially at the last part of their season, I mean, boo boo teams. Uh, it wasn't right. even like um, uh, Loyola of Chicago, it was like Loyola of <laughs> South Dakota or something. I don't know. <laughs> They're no, playing Duncanville. Yeah, I don't. I mean, they probably would have lost Duncanville. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I don't have. I say have a seat. Okay, so the Zags have a seat. Um, one thing that I that I definitely do agree with with you saying that is when you look down the tiers of the Big Ten, a Purdue could knock them off in the Sweet Sixteen, and they're a four seed in the Big Ten just because of the strength of schedule and the teams that they played. All right, let's go to Baylor. Waco's finest at 21 and one, number two in the country. Hang in there, have a seat. 
Hang in there. Um, I think the Big 12 is probably the second strongest um, conference right now. Yes. Uh, yeah. They had a lot of – they showed a lot of fight towards the end of their season. Um, so I would say hang in there. They're definitely would, a contender for Final Four. Right. I would definitely agree with that, hang in there. Um, they had a little glitch after they had their COVID break, but as long as they're hitting three-pointers at the clip that they have all season, it's going to be hard for anybody to outscore them. Um, the Michigan Wolverines coming in at number four. Hang in there, have a seat. We can make this one quick. <laughs> oh, that's easy. Yeah, hang in there for sure. Tough team overall. <laughs> All right, um, we'll get a little bit uh, more into Michigan a little bit later on. Now, uh, Luca Garza, this year's uh, projected player of the year in the fifth-ranked Iowa uh, Hawkeyes. Hang in there or have a seat? I say have a seat. I, I don't know wow. what everyone was talking about uh, as far as Iowa or Luca Garza. I mean, like, I, wow. I mean, I saw him play, but, like, he only showed up and tried to dunk on people and, you know, have that energy when he could dominate that specific team or center. Um, you played him against um, anyone else, like in Illinois or Michigan. Um, well, he did pretty good uh, early on in, against Illinois. But, like, Michigan, he just sat down the whole second half. Because <laughs> they were like, now nah, you're done. Sit down. I just don't yeah. think you can put all your eggs in one basket, and that's what Iowa's done. I got three words for Iowa. Six for 19. That was Luca Garza when he went up against freshman Hunter Dickinson. Six. For 19, have a seat, Iowa. Now, we've talked about this team before, so this might be quick as well. The number six ranked Alabama Crimson Tide at 21 and six. Hang in there or have a seat? Nah, have a seat. You shouldn't have been in here. Nope. He's like, no, just just trust him on that. What about number seven, Houston? Um, hang in there, have a seat, 21 and three. Uh, they had an impressive victory to close out their season last yeah. Sunday with the buzzer beat over Memphis. What do you think about Houston? I like Houston. Um, I think they're going to go far. They've had a lot of consistent um, success in mm -hmm. past tournaments. Um, mm -hmm. They lost against that nail biter, you know, Michigan. What was it? Four years ago, something like that. Yeah, that and they dominated pretty, us that whole game. Yeah, the whole game. I was honestly, I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll close my tab yeah. out here, but right. <laughs> But, yeah, um, I like Houston, so hang in there. I like Houston for the simple fact that they have one factor that seems to do teams well in the tournament. They're old as hell. That's an old veteran. All by college basketball standards, let's just put it that way. Yeah. Um, and Kelvin Sampson has had that team together a few years now, and they got to be hungry. I would say hang in there as well. Back in the SEC, a surprise team, 21-5, 8-ranked Arkansas. Hang in there, have a seat. Have a seat. We're talking about Final Four. I think Arkansas is going to do decent, but that's going to be like a success for the SEC team is going to be like Sweet 16. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to say, hey, uh, no, have a seat, Arkansas. Okay. All right. Number nine, our arch rival who we may meet tomorrow, the Ohio State Buckeyes at 18 and 8. They're the fifth seed in the Big Ten uh, tournament. Hang in or have a seat. They've been on a slide since they last played Michigan. Yeah, have a seat. Nope. Wow. So the so the uh, Washington and, and Liddell, that, that just doesn't get it for you? No. I mean, you look at their overall record, 19 and 8. Um, they have the most, you know, losses when it comes to these Big Ten teams that we've been talking about on the, as right. far as the top 10. Right. Um, if you got eight losses, eight teams have figured out how to beat you during those times. I mean, we, we can talk about the other ones that were like hanging in there, and that's like, maybe three times, four times, eight times. That's a lot. 
Um, I don't see anything impressive about this team. Even when they were shooting at their best, um, they still can't hang with Michigan or Illinois. I think that they peaked too early in the season as well. They had a nice little run, but then when Michigan came back from that three three week break, people just start putting their hands on on Ohio State. Very uh, Jekyll and Hyde team. I'm they're going to be a bracket buster for a lot of uh, Buckeye fans. I think it's going to have them going far. Number ten, West Virginia, going back to the Big Twelve, eighteen and eight. Um, they struggled a little bit down the pike as well, but had a great season overall. What are your thoughts on West Virginia's chances to round out the top ten? Um, no way. I don't see him going to the final four. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. So have a seat, West Virginia. Do you have a dark horse maybe that's not in the top 10 that may do some damage? Because I'm seeing one sit here at 11 that I heard you give some props to early. I'm just wondering if you're still high on them. Yeah, I mean, I like I like Kansas. Um, All right, that's that's what I was, I was thinking about. I like Kansas. Um, I also like Florida State. Mm. Um, and that's pretty much it going off of the top 25. Look at their, and we're, we're just talking about strictly, um, final four. Right. Yeah. Right. Just have the capability to get through a couple of weekends. Yeah. Yeah. Final four. That's the two that I would say might be able to be. Yeah. It's crazy to think of like Kansas as a Cinderella team, but I mean, they're almost there. Uh, right. No one's giving them credit, but they're playing really well towards the the last um, half that were the last what couple weeks. So uh, they could do it. That's what, and that's what you want to do. Michigan's last two Final Four runs um, was were teams that that basically hovered around 15, 16 in the in the country all year, and then just got hot at the right time. So Kansas is a team that that yeah, they may not have been at the top of the polls all year, but they're still coached by Bill Self. They still have great talent. And they've been here, done that. So you don't see them just folding. So um, it's going to be interesting to see there. Now, speaking of Kansas, and we're going to transition. I'm glad you brought them up because this year people are going to look at their brackets and there's going to be a lot of notable names that won't be there that you're used to seeing. We're talking about the Dukes. We're talking about the the Michigan States that may not get in. The Syracuse that's on the bubble. Um, Kentucky, who absolutely will not be there. A lot of blue bloods will be sitting this one out. Do you think that's going to hurt viewership, or, or, or is that just much ado about nothing? Uh, I would say probably the opposite. Um, I think that okay. more viewers are going to participate. I mean, one, last year we didn't have a March Madness. So that's why I think on one of the brackets that I have, it's called like March Madness 2020 Part 2, because that's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think more viewers are going to participate or view because it's not going to be the same old, same old of uh, North Carolina versus Michigan State type games, right. North Carolina versus Duke. You're not really going to get that. Right. Um, you're going to get some teams that haven't been there in a while. Um, and get, we have some different color schemes, not just the blue and greens at the top. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think, and, and speaking of, of the Blue Bloods, Michigan is a Blue Blood University overall. Maybe not so much in basketball until recently under the, the Beeline era, but CBS will be well served for Michigan and their national fan base to continue to watch as the teams dwindle down. The, uh, if you don't have a Kentucky, if you don't have a, um, a a Duke in there, you know, people that you can, you know, put in your Sunday afternoon lineup and just know that you're going to do numbers, Michigan will prob probably be that team that you want to put in that Sunday, 3 o'clock, 
prime time spot. I'm not going to wood because I'm off on Sundays now. So <laughs> now with Duke, let me ask you this about Duke since we're talking about Blue Bloods. Now, yesterday, one of the teams that you said that has a good chance of, of making some noise outside the top 10 is Florida State. Now, Duke canceled their game with Florida State because of a COVID. And I'm, yes, I'm air quoting this, y'all, a COVID case. And the AD came out last night and said that effectively ended their season. Now, now, Mike, did they pull an old Jimbo? Did they pull an old Jim Harbaugh on us? Because uh, they were in the last four out of Joe Lenardi's bracket going into the tournament, and they would have needed to beat a Florida State or North Carolina or Virginia or Virginia Tech. All four teams has boat raced them this year. Do you think this is really a COVID case, or are they ducking out to avoid the embarrassment of not being selected on uh, Selection Sunday? I think yes to both. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I don't think necessarily – like, so Michigan's – we weren't even close to being bowl eligible anyways. I mean, I think everyone was getting uh, going to get a, like, hey, do you want to come over here? But as far as like our wins and losses, like it was obvious that we were going to get throttled no matter what. Right. Right. I think Duke wasn't worried about the Florida State loss. It was more the fact that they played all their games um, and still couldn't get in. Um, and wow. so they're just like, let's just – let's just play this one out. Like, let's just go ahead and just sit this one out. Like we have nothing to win at this point. Right. Um, I mean, that's just to show you that he had no, he had no trust that his team could beat a Florida state. That's what I think. Florida state was going to mop them. And shouts out to Duke pulling in. He said he pulled a fast one. How did you know? Shouts out to him. Um, Here's my thing with the AD, and I think and this is my being me being a conspiracy theorist, true and true. If the AD comes out and says there's no more basketball, it takes Coach K off the hook. Like he didn't pull his players off the court, knowing good and well that he didn't want to be sitting in those seats because you know CBS is messy. They'll have them them bubble teams sitting in the auditorium with the camera on them, and Coach K wasn't going to be having his team sitting out there, not knowing if they weren't going to make the tournament. And, and then he have to get on national TV and talk to Clark Kellogg uh, and, and all of them about what happened this season. He was like, nah, <laughs> nah, because they're not going to make it. So I feel like the AD is like, look, I'm going to fall on the sword. Coach K, we're going to fall on the sword. If we ban the season, then there's no more quarantine because our season is over. We don't have to, you know, we don't have to answer no questions about who caught COVID and all of that. We could just ride, ride away quietly into the sunset. I think that's what, what Duke was up to. Um, oh, shouts out. Look at Michigan Mike getting, getting love back in the building. Um, I think that's what Duke did. Um, and I don't blame him because me and, and Michigan Mike were both very vocal about not wanting the team to roll up to Ohio last year and put a half COVID team out there to get drugged and embarrassed. So that's bad for recruiting. That's bad for everything. Mike getting love in the comments. Shouts out to Marcus Stone. In the building, we got some more Michigan Mike coming right up. Um, now back to Michigan, Mr. Miguel. Yeah, let's let me ask you a two part question What were your expectations of the Wolverines basketball program heading into the 2020 season? And what are your expectations of them now that you've had a, a full regular season to digest everything that they've accomplished this year? My expectation was Elite Eight. 
that's where I thought that they were going to end up. Um, honestly, this season wasn't going to be like the exciting season that I was going to be down for. Um, it's next season, just because we have a lot of the All-Americans coming in, what, three All-Americans coming in yes. next year? Yes, we do. Um, and then, so yeah, now I I honestly think Final Four, they're a Final Four team, so that's where I think that they are right now. Um, it, they're going to need to show me some more fight. We kind of talked about early on, right, and you're all like, no, no, we got this, and I was like, no. Nah. They need. I need to see them get punched in the mouth during the game and be able to get up and punch them back. That type of and I haven't. Ohio seen State that didn't, didn't do that for you. The Ohio State game. Look, the elbows getting about, down on us. I'm talking about a top five ranked team punching you in the mouth, like an Illinois punching you in the mouth and get, getting up and saying, "No, nah, I'm gonna get a technical on this one, but it's gonna happen." <laughs> Mike, I like. Okay, now last week on the Extra Point Show, I gave you your props because the team did respond well after getting punched in the mouth the next game and went out and captured the, the Big Ten regular season crown. You know, that was my deal from the jump. I wanted that banner. We got that banner now. We don't need to get punched in the mouth no more, Mike. We might lose another two. You see, we're already down Eli Brooks. I'm, but that's I'm what I'm saying. If, if, that's our, if that's our weakness, what do you think these other teams are going to do once we get down to the Final Four? Like they have, they have got to be able to get punched in the mouth during the game and be able to respond during the game, not one game after, because you're not going to get one game after in a tournament. You sure won't. Good job by you. You sure won't. You're going to be sitting right between me and Michigan Mike, watching the watching the games, <laughs> looking yeah. at your bracket, seeing if you're still in line for the money. Um. So, so what you're saying then is anybody that's going to be facing facing Michigan in the tournament, they're going to be pulling up that Illinois tape. Because yeah, that was the sure. one team that really handled us. I'm not even counting Minnesota, and I'm not counting Michigan State last week because we had already wrapped up the title. We had nothing else to lose. We had the number one seed already in tow. Um, but that Illinois game was a huge game, and we did not play well offensively or defensively. Do you want to see Illinois again? Does Michigan have to go through them to get into the tournament for you to feel confident that they can get punched in the mouth? Um. I hope hopefully they aren't on our side, <laughs> but I can I can see us facing them in the final four. Yeah, they're um, in the bottom bracket. It, it'll have to be in the, the. Oh yeah, now hopefully the tournament does us nice. Right now they have us on. Oh, you mean the Big Ten? You mean but the in the Big, Big Ten, Ten tournament. tournament? Do we need to go through them this weekend for you to feel better about our ability to to respond from it from adversity? No, um, it doesn't. Because I don't think there's really a want to win the Big Ten uh, tournament right now. I think there's a lot of media that's kind of pressuring Michigan to have another win like over Illinois during the tournament. We don't need right. that. Um, I think their focus needs to stay on the March Madness tournament. Um, and honestly, I don't even care if it comes from a Loyola, um, you know, I don't know, 12 seed Loyola or some whatever seed they're going to be, five. Um, if it comes off of that and they get punched in the mouth in that game, like just anybody, they just need to right. come back. They have the talent to beat uh, Illinois for sure. Uh, right. They just have to be able to play their game, and that's what we've. That's how we've come up with success during the whole season. I think during right. our losses, like the last game, okay, Michigan State, that was kind of like, oh, whatever. Here, uh, right. the Illinois, it, we definitely didn't play our game. We were trying to play their game, and we saw what happened. And Isaiah Livers uh, made a, a point of that um, after last weekend's uh, 
victory over Michigan State, the first victory, where he did come on Big Ten Network and say that, hey, some of us were kind of maybe feeling ourselves. Some of us may have lost a little bit of focus after that riding that wave of, of, of positive publicity coming off that COVID hike. And they weren't mentally ready for what Illinois was going to bring because Illinois was waiting on them. Like, that was their championship game, the way that they played that. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited to see how they how this pans out. Now, we did lose a key piece last Sunday against Michigan State, which is Eli Brooks. The team, like, his plus-minus for the season is a, is a plus-264. That's insane for a player that, that doesn't dominate the ball. Are you concerned? Yeah. With, with with his health going into this, I'm looking at the at the uh, the pre tip off show, and I don't see him out there at this very moment. I don't see him yeah. out there. Are you I worried? They say he's, they're going to hold him this tournament, which is smart. Okay, good. Um, I think he'll be ready for March Madness, which is uh, like we were saying, like that's the focus. Right. Um, I'm not worried through the tournament. No, I mean like I like what we were talking about. Um. If we lose the tournament, Big Ten tournament, like okay, so we already have our title. Like, right, <laughs> have, right, the one that I matters. Mean, yeah. The conference tournaments are mostly made for those other teams that need a spot to get in there. You know, so right. we have our right. spot. Right. Um, but yes, he is a big factor for the March Madness. So hopefully, he gets back healthy because, like you said, he he doesn't turn over the ball. He plays really smart. He plays like a senior. So, which is exactly what he's supposed to do. Good job by you. Now, we've also joked around after smashing Michigan State last Thursday that, hey, let's pull the players. Um, if you're Coach Howard. You're, you're Coach Michigan Mike today. You're looking at the big picture. You're looking at the first Monday in April. What do you do with your rotation if you're Michigan throughout this tournament? Like, like where do you weigh um, getting the, the two for the regular season and the conference tournament versus – rest versus getting some of the other players in there just in case injuries happen what 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 do you what do you think i would play a strong first half um almost like a preseason what is it like week four preseason nfl game like a strong first half um let's figure out all the different schemes that we can go against their starters type thing and then i would start rotating the second in there and by the end of it hopefully pull out the victory if not a our second our bench players have have to learn how to fight through things that are adversary adversity as well. Right. Um, and so this is the perfect time where we don't need a victory. Well, we, these are good um, learning moments. Right. It is. Now I'm, the, your segue game is on point today, Mike. I, I guess you've had a good cup of Joe before you hopped on this morning, because now we're going to get into the, the tournament as far as learning new things. Now there may be people out there that may be playing the tournament, bracket for the first time millions and millions of people will be joining joining us doing a tournament bracket this year um as a man of the people you're a man of the people michigan mike what would you what kind of tips would you give uh, a first-time player that's filling out their bracket for the first time some some tips because you've obviously won several of your tournaments before what, what kind of tips would you give them yeah i got a couple uh different uh tips here um, this came out from, I think it was like bracket um, something. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I'll look it up later. But uh, some of the points that they made were really good points. Um, the first one, actually, I don't agree with, but it says start by picking your champion and then your final four and work your way back. Oh, wow. I totally disagree with this um, just because I'm all about matchups. So I always mm -hmm. fill it out outside in. 
Um, because if you fill out your final four so early and then you come back, you're like, wait, one of their weaknesses, is the three point um, Chicago Loyola, they shoot really good three point percentage. This might be a close game. So you might want to rethink. So right. I would definitely work outside in. And I disagree with that. Um, that one. Um, I would pick a one or two or three seed. That's majority of your champions right there. Uh, it's rare that a four seed um, actually comes out on top on this one. Um, I think they had a stat on there towards like um, 61% or something like that has been a one seed. Um, so just be on the lookout for that. Um, but don't all pick one seeds. Uh, this is a common beginner bracket of a you know, common mistake by everyone. This rarely happens. I think it's only happened one time ever that all final four, you know, the final four has all been one seeds. Right. It doesn't happen. So don't do that. <laughs> um, I would say uh, pick one team that's seeded five through 11. There's a lot of, uh, um, whatchamacallit, uh, upsets going to happen during the bracket. So early on specifically, mm-hmm. uh, try to try to choose like a 12 over a five. Uh, I think there's an on average like six upsets on that first weekend um, or that first week. So be on the lookout for that. Um, out, six upsets is a lot. <laughs> so, well, well, count seven. When when I be upset, be ready to tear up my bracket because my teams be <laughs> my teams be catching L's in that first weekend. Now, right. The the reason why Michael is and I'm gonna just be transparent right now. The reason why Michael is so is so willing to give out tips because he knows that I don't follow them and I be and I'm emotional and I be picking my team to win it every year and I be picking teams that, that he be like, huh? What was you thinking when he sees my bracket? So I don't ever win the bracket. I'm here for y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'm bringing him on here for you because I'm a stubborn mule. I'm going to pick Michigan to win it all. I'm going to have too many Big Ten teams in the Elite Eight. Yeah, you and me both. Jeez. But uh, <laughs> that uh, that website was bracketresearch.com. So if you want to read more about the different percentages and things like that, go check them out. Um, but, yeah, I would – and, I mean, it, it comes to a point, too, because uh, some people, like my mom, she likes filling it out. She doesn't watch basketball that much. She, she watches Michigan. But um, other than that, she's like, well, I like this team's color over this team. And I'm like, <laughs> or the, you know, they won. They won. Uh, the one thing that she did teach me early on when she was doing the bracket was like, um, oh, this team only has two losses, um, but this team has six losses. I'm like, well, that's a Kansas versus Illinois Northwestern. You know, like, right. what are you talking about? Right. And it turns out like they just ride that high of not losing and so all they know is to win so just be on the lookout for those as well matchups are going to be key during the brackets so don't be afraid to pick upsets early on nice now ladies and gentlemen that's what we do here at the extra point Uh, there's you're the smartest fan base as far as sports go and so i got to bring you the most knowledgeable people and that's what we do michigan mike of course y'all know him as a co-creator of the show the hitman himself that does a lot of behind the scenes work that you see here, see and hear me do every week. So um, anytime that I can get him in front of you all to speak it out of his own mouth, I'm always honored and obliged to do that. Michigan Mike, it is game time, my man. So we are about to bid the people farewell. Now you have to promise the people two things. One, that you find time, whether it be day or night to come back on after these brackets come out, 
and just give just some, a little, a couple of little games to look out for here and there. We may hold you to that Sunday for about thirty minutes after the brackets come out. And two, hey man, NFL free agency starts next Friday. I'm gonna need you to uh, to to let me know when I can reach out. Yeah. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for both. So definitely fireworks on both ends of that. All right, Michigan Mike, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for all of the knowledge. If you're just now joining us, make sure you go back and watch the replay. Mike was dropping gems on everything you need to know to catch you up on the college basketball season. On behalf of Michigan Mike, Michael Hassel, it's your boy, P.L. Coulter. We'll see y'all after those brackets are released. Peace. Yeah.